Hello listeners, by now you know this is all about making some big moves in your life, some career pivots. And today I am speaking with a gentleman, Jerry Lee. He has got some profound information to share with you in terms of how to harness mentorship to propel your career trajectory. In this episode, we talk about Jerry's career pivot, what drives him to obtain financial independence through and through, and how to build your mentor per se, as well as the work he's doing to level the playing field for individuals who want to work for the right companies that align with their purpose and their values. He is an immigrant, and as an immigrant myself, I can totally resonate with his story. And I hope you as a listener, no matter what your background, will be able to resonate with his story because we are all going through our career journey, our life journey, and every single one of us need a boost at different stages in our lives. And this is what Jerry will provide for you today. So sit back and enjoy this episode. And to you, my listeners, I just want to say, if you are impacted by this episode, write me a review. Let me know how this episode has impacted you. And if you think a friend could benefit from this, please share it. Enjoy. Welcome, superstars. Thank you so much for tuning in to this doll. You're listening to Art Live with Irenia. I'm very excited to bring you this week's episode and your host, Irenia Roussel. Today, I'm in conversation with Jerry Lee. He's the Senior Strategy and Operations Manager at Google, and he's also Chief Operating Officer at One Salting. He is talking to me all the way from sunny San Francisco. Welcome, Jerry. Irenia, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and chat with you today. I'm super excited myself because I know that you are going to drop so many golden nuggets for (laughs) my listeners because of your experience and expertise. And um, I'm super excited. To you, my listeners who are tuning in, welcome back. And to those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, Stay tuned to this style because we are going to provide you with some very valuable information that's going to help you with your career pivots. So, Jerry, tell us a little bit about your backstory. More than happy to. So, to share for those who aren't familiar, uh, so I uh, was born in Korea, came to the U.S. when I was two. And my family was the only family out of our entire family tree to live in the States outside of Korea. And so one thing that allowed us to do was, one, it, it really forced my family to really be scrappy about the way that we went about the college admissions process, the way that we just went about trying to fit culturally. And so... 
fast forward to my third grade year, I uh, unfortunately, there were a lot of mishaps with my father's business and my family was in a financial pit uh, for the large portion of my upbringing. And so what that's really allowed me to understand is saying, hey, I understand a little bit of what my parents are currently going through today. And I want to make sure I can do everything in my power to not throw away any opportunities that I have given the sacrifices they have made for me. And so fast forward to my college years is when I said, you know what, I'm going to be financially independent for my parents. I'm going to make sure I figure it out and not burden them more, more than I already have in my, you know, high school, middle school days. And thankfully, it was through the help of people who've invested into me that has allowed me to become the first intern at Google from my alma mater, Babson College, back in 2016. So I was hired as a youngest analyst into the organization as soon as I graduated college. And luckily, you know, it was crazy because I felt like I uh, hit the lottery. I was the youngest and fastest promotion in the organization's history ever in eight months becoming a strategist. Six months after that, became a strategy and operations manager. A year after that, I'm in my current role today as a senior strategy and operations manager where I partner with our exec team to figure out how we as Google should best structure their invest, investments and resources to really further grow the SMB app ads business. And so that's a little bit about my story. That is absolutely um, fabulous, Jerry. I love the fact that, you know, you, you looked at your life and you're like, I want to be financially independent. And, you know, you, you worked really hard mm -hmm. and invested in yourself to get to where you are today. And kudos, you know, for your organization, <laughs> recognizing your talents and propelling you forward. I also um, love the fact that, you know, you also are an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. You're the COO of One Consulting. You know, tell us a little bit about that pivot into the entrepreneurial world as well as a side hustle. Yeah. Great question, Arena. And for One Sulting, we really pivoted because I, outside of work, I have a huge passion for others who were in very similar positions as I was when I was in university. You know, coming from my background from an immigrant family, I really didn't have the resources to figure out, hey, how do I think about writing a resume or even simple things like tying a tie or wearing a suit? It was actually through a lot of my friends and people who've invested into me who showed me how to do all those things. And so it's, but that has helped me realize that, hey, there's so many people today who are afraid to ask for help, who don't have the resources to ask those questions of, hey, how do I land an interview? How do I structure a resume? Which is why One Sulting was born. Uh, you know, my business partner, Jonathan, who started One Sulting, he comes from a similar background where he didn't go to a target school and recognize that the system teaches you how to become like everybody else. Nobody really is out there to teach you how to become different and stand above everybody else. And really, that's what drives me 
and really the purpose for one soul team. I love it. The courage to become different, right? I love that you said nobody teaches you that as an individual, one has to self-identify and and do that for oneself, right? It's essentially disrupting oneself um, to do that. I love that you guys are doing that. Um, So you alluded to, you know, people in your life, which helped you, right? So Mm -hmm. in terms of mentors, do you think mentors are that, you know, um, are a variety of people or is it, you know, that person that you look up to? Great question. I think about this a lot and, and, and my opinions has changed over the years. On one side, I started off by saying, you know what, hey, I need to find that one person, develop a really deep and meaningful connection to that one person. But what I began to realize over the years is that, hey, there's not one person who encapsulates all the areas that I want to grow in my career and me personally. Therefore, I take of a more of a, hey, I have, I think of myself as a company. Every company has not just one person on the board, they have multiple and each of them brings their own diverse experiences to the table. And that's exactly how I think about mentorship. Mentorship to me is surrounding yourself with people who you aspire to be like, and it could be one or multiple facets of your life or career. And for me, that has always been, hey, for, I have a mentor for, for specifically for career development, one for personal development, and the other is really for my spiritual development. And so those three aspects are really important to me, which is why I like to structure my mentors in that way. I love that you, you broke this down in terms of, you know, three elements that's most important to you as it relates to mentorship. That's really, really cool. And yeah. I absolutely agree with you, you know, in terms of having multiple people as mentors. And, you know, and I'm also thinking that, you know, it's not everyone who's fortunate to have people who pour into their lives. So, yeah. you know, at times like stuff like podcasts and books are also, you know, part of that mentorship, right? To help individuals, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say really it, it, it drives down to ultimately how you want to grow as a person, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, you know, of course, I would love to grow in every possible way I can, but I recognize that I only have a certain amount of time and a certain amount of attention for me to dedicate to this. And so I like to make sure I surround myself with people that I really look up to in those respective areas that I want to grow. But the key thing is, I think, of any successful mentorship is treating it like a relationship, treating it like a flower, right? And understanding what type of flower your mentorship relationship is, whether it's a cactus, where all you need to do is talk to the other person every three, four, five, six months, but making sure that you're, you're both recognizing that, hey, it is a cactus and that you want to treat it as such, right? Otherwise, you know, other mentorship relationships are more like a rose where you need a lot more time and a lot more handholding. And that's also perfectly fine as well. I love it. I love the contrast between the cactus <laughs> and the rose. That is yeah. awesome. That's beautiful. <laughs> wow. Um, so in your career, of course, um, you know, you've, you've had, you know, some ups 
And also, you know, in life as people, we all have challenges. Can you think about a moment in your journey? It can be in your career or your life journey where you had an epic failure, something that was a defining moment in your life and what you did to overcome that. Yeah, it's a great question um, because for me, you know, I feel like in my career, there's been such amazing opportunities for me to be play, put in op- places where I can succeed and really fly. And I really have to thank my managers and my mentors who have allowed me to be in those places. But as it relates to those ups and downs, um, I think the first part, the, the downs, really the, the biggest, I guess, hurdle that I had to overcome throughout my career was trying to figure out, hey, like, how do I, as a 22-year-old who's surrounded by people who have five, six, seven, eight, nine years more of working experience than me, can add value to an organization? This is the whole idea of imposter syndrome. For me, imposter syndrome was so real because even when I was an intern at Google, I was surrounded by kids from Harvard, people from MIT people from Brown, right? All students from all these Ivy Leagues. And here I was the only kid from Babson uh, College, Babson College that no one has ever heard of <laughs> trying to wow. fit in with this whole crowd. Yeah. And it didn't get any better once I started working because my colleagues all for were, you know, they used to work at Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. They used to work at Accenture. They came from their master's program from Oxford. Right. And so uh, here I was kind of thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm such a kid. I don't really know what I'm doing. And yet when it comes to performance review time, I'm going to be compared against these people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me, that was the biggest mental hurdle, the hurdle that I had to go through, because as a 22 year old who has no idea what it's like to even think about what it's like to be a full time employee at a company where the expectations are real and they've made an investment for you to add value, what that even means. And I didn't have anyone to really to rely on except my mentors. And so I would say that's the biggest challenge that I had to go through. And it's still something that I'm going through today, but it's something that I'm dealing much uh, with it much better. That's awesome. So for individuals who are just entering corporate or making career pivots to go into mm-hmm. corporate, you know, what sort of qualities should they look for in a mentor? Because really mentors help to really shape one's career given that, yeah. you know, we spend a lot of hours at work, right? That's right. Great question. How I, how I view it is just that doing some self-reflection and saying, hey, how do I want to grow as a person? Because once you're able to answer that, finding a mentor just becomes so much easier. And I think that's the first, once you, the first part is really the hardest part of trying and reflecting on yourself because you have to be vulnerable and you have to be put, you have to put yourself in a situation or in a mindset of, hey, I'm not perfect. Where am I least perfect in? And how can I bring someone on to help me become better in the areas that I want to grow in? And so for me, that's exactly what I did was saying, hey, you know what? Career is one of the most important priorities to me right now. 
how do I find a mentor who will help me get, take the right steps in that direction? And so what I've done after that was I just talked to a lot of people and I just said, hey, I would love your advice and thought process of how I, as an Asian American immigrant who comes from a low-income family, should be tackling my career because I have no idea where to start. And so once I started being more vulnerable and transparent to people, the more I began to realize that people were willing to say, hey, you know what? I would be able to add so much value to me, let add value to you because I went through the exact same pain points, right? Or similarly, people might say, you know what? Hey, Jerry, I would love to help. I'm happy to provide my perspective, but I'm just, I don't have the perspective that you're specifically looking for, but let me introduce you to two people who might. I love it. Right. And so for me, that's the process that I took, identifying that need in your life, talking to people, reaching out to alumni, to people who work at your company, to people who've previously worked at your companies, or maybe even graduated from your alma mater, and just having that honest discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it because you zeroed in on something really important, which is being vulnerable and being transparent right. and really sharing one's story. Because with that vulnerability and transparency, people are more empathetic and more in tune to provide advice. And, you know, everybody has been at that point where they started their career and someone somewhere helped them. So they knew how that feels. So I, I love your approach and, and your advice, you know, to, to my listeners. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And to add on to that, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to help. I don't think there's, you know, people on, on average are just really helpful and they're just looking for ways to help. And your goal as the mentee, as someone who's looking for a mentor, is for you to proactively identify, hey, can that person receive a, a massive ROI, return on investment, if they invest into me? Right? And because at the end of the day, mentorship is a two-way street where one side is looking to grow as a mentee, but what people often forget, the value of a mentee is that you also help the mentor grow as well. Mm -hmm. But the burden of proving out that the mentee can help the mentor grow is on the mentee, I think, to just identify, hey, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to talk to you, let's really talk about, hey, this is really the area that I want to grow in. And are you, do you have that perspective that you can share with me that will allow me to grow in the way that I want to? Mm-hmm. And another thing I want to add to that, as you're saying, you know, sometimes when one approach an individual to be a mentor, if the person, you know, because everybody has their, their journey, they have different mm-hmm. things going on in their life, multiple um, multiple things that are pulling them in one million direction if that person say no the idea is never to give up and just you know keep going and finding that next person right Um, because I remember earlier on in my career I had identified someone to be a mentor and I approached that individual and at that time this individual wasn't ready Mm -hmm. and um and I moved on right and continued to to look for others um, to mentor. Right. Um, so that's important, right? Um, everybody is in their journey, in the life journey, doing what they're doing. 
and um, yeah. Absolutely. I think you hit, you hit on so many great points. Um, and the one that really stood out to me was at the end of the day, not all relationships and, you know, mentorships are, are, are ever going to be, you know, perfect. Right. And it does take a lot of time for you to find that mentor who really wants to invest into you because they see themselves or they see that they can add a lot of value into your life. Right. And to me, I think that's that, that those are the most impactful relationships where the person, the other person on the opposite side just wants to see you grow. Right. And for me, it's that's what's really driven me to mentor others to adopt that similar mentality because I see the impact that I had on my career and my personal growth. I want to be able to share the same for others. That's absolutely fantastic, Jerry. I, I love that you want to do that. And um, so what's currently firing you up right now, you know, that really gets you excited apart from mentoring others? Yeah. Uh, for me, that really, something that gets me really, really excited are uh, two things. Um, one is around sharing the knowledge and education uh, or just talking about the idea of personal finance. Today, I think U.S. as a society or maybe even globally has a huge education gap between what students and young professionals should know about personal prop finance versus what they actually know. Mm -hmm. I think the average American, I want to say the last time the government ran the data was, you know, 30, 40, 50% of individuals can't cover a $400 bill that comes up that if, if it were to unexpectedly come up. And to me, that, that just shows a huge barrier of just knowledge of, hey, what does personal finance look like? And so, sorry, without going into the rat hole of talking about this, personal finance is something I'm really passionate about. And the other piece of it is really breaking down the barriers between non-target schools and target schools and giving people the opportunities um, to work at the, the biggest companies, irrespective of what, what schools you go to. So those two topics to me are something that I could talk about forever <laughs> yeah, within consulting we are partnering with corporations we are partnering with organizations at the end of the day we just want to bring opportunities to people and not just have that limited to the school that you go to because so much of what we see for recruiting today is limited by what school you go to and we think that's a broken system well, that's absolutely fabulous. So if the listeners wanted to connect to access some of that, how would they do that? Great question. If you want to get connected with us, please follow our page on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash consulting, or maybe it's company slash consulting. Um, but if you type up in the search bar, we'll be the first one that comes up. And really the end of the, the, the purpose of it is at the end of the day, we want to help turn underdogs into winners and help bridge the gap, the opportunity gap we see for everyone today. That's awesome. I'm going to drop that in the show notes. So um, listeners, you'll have an opportunity to reach out to Jerry as well. So with regards to your work, Jerry, right now, you know, um, in your side hustle, with one salting. I'm glad that mm -hmm. you mentioned, you know, that listeners can connect with you directly, you know, to access um, some of the services that you offer. Can you just expand on that? So we really have a clear um, idea of whether 
the features that's being offered by your company? Yeah. Great question. So from within OneSulting, we primarily have two ways of engaging with organizations and people. So if you're a student and you're running a student organization or if you're a professional and you want us to bring us into your organization, we partner with you guys to figure out what is the main pain point your organization is currently facing as it relates to recruiting or professional development. And we create a customized solution for you guys. And so to date, we've done about 103 of these in the past year and a half. And every single one of them have been people who have been super excited about OneSulting and have reached out to us to go to their campus and organization to partner with them. And so that's the first way. If your organization or company wants to bring us out, please feel free to reach us, reach us out at hello at wansulting.com. Otherwise, we also do partner with people who want to work with us on a more personalized basis. You can also reach us out at hello at wansulting.com. That's awesome. I'm going to drop that into the show notes as well. Awesome. Now, we know that, you know, with this great pause that we've had, this dip, the economic downturn, Mm -hmm. Um, A lot has changed for companies moving from working in the offices to working virtually, you know, in your opinion, looking forward, how do you see the future of work evolving for a lot of these organizations that you've worked with and those that you intend to work with even more? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think, And again, this reflects my personal opinion, but if I were to guess how this will shake out, this was truly the test to see if the remote environment working culture can exist. And we see a lot of companies today, I believe like Square and Twitter who have said, you know what, if you want to work from home permanently, you can. I think what we don't see though is the impact of working from, you know, pretty much removing the in-person office culture. And what that'll do to employ productivity and team building in the longer term. Because at the end of the day, people stay at companies or people stay in the roles. There's a whole job component of it if you're feeling like you're growing. But the other half of it that I think people may not maybe underestimating today is this whole value of team culture and all that. If you, if no one in the team has ever met each other in person, What's that going to do to the team culture and productivity and the comfort level of debates and making sure people feel comfortable of sharing dissenting opinions? And I think that's what we don't know the impact of today. So for me, I think the future of work is for smaller companies. Smaller companies are going to feel much more comfortable starting remote. But I think once they become a certain size, I think that they'll have to find the right balance between working remote and in person. That's interesting. You are, I think I concur with you on that one um, Mm -hmm. because the bigger the company, um, the bigger the opportunity to have deeper conversations Um, bigger projects, right? And Mm -hmm. having that face-to-face is so important. Virtually, it's good. But also, um, you know, being able to 
to trust that you can communicate um, whether it's opposing opinions or opinions in agreement that will be determined by the company's culture and it'll be interesting to see you know how companies overcome this challenge of having a tight-knit work group right Mm-hmm. And um, definitely some special lens need to be paid on that one going forward for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And to echo off of that point, I think for companies today that are considering just working from home permanently, I think the value of in person relationships, in person brainstorming is so much so valuable that I personally haven't found the best way for me to replicate that similar experience online. And I think the best way that I've been able to do it is going on to a PowerPoint presentation and drawing, you know, circles and squares with my, with my mouse, but that hasn't always uh, been the most organized or structured. And so, yeah, for, for me personally, I'm actually very excited to go back into the office because I'm very much of an extrovert. But I know people in other functions and who have different personalities as I do are actually really looking forward to just staying and working from home as long as possible. Thank you so much, um, Jerry, for you know shedding some light on that. Right now, we're going to segue into something more personal as it relates to, you know, what sort of things do you do to set the tone for your day, to put a pep in your step and a pride in your stride as it relates to your morning ritual? Great question. Uh, the thing I like to do every morning is to actually read through some of the fo- popular blogs that I follow. And for me, the reason why is because this helps at least transition my brain and starts warming up my brain to just get into work mode. And so I always spend the first 10, 15 minutes on my phone and just reading through some of the blogs of people that I, that I follow. And so that's the way I typically do it. And sometimes if I had the chance, I'll try my best to get in a quick session of yoga to really get into that right mindset. And uh, for me to end my days, actually, I uh, like to do something similar where I'll end it by reading some blogs or just educating myself on things that just are that just inter- genuinely interest me because I find that's a really nice way for me to relax and just absorb knowledge. That's fantastic. And we all know that music changes our physiology and really sets our mood. Yeah. What do you have that you listen to, a song on repeat or an album that you go back to? Yeah. My default has been Khalid for the past four months, I think. And Khalid just has all the songs are just so calming, so soothing. And it just really allows me to focus. Um, And so Khalid for me has been my go-to. That's awesome. And in terms of books that you've read, that's really helped to solidify or help to change the trajectory of your career. Can you recommend one? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think for me, um, I am not a big fan of reading self-help or career books per se, but what I am a really big fan of is uh, reading a lot of articles and blogs of people who have kind of 
been there and done that sort of thing. And so uh, for me, I think, uh, you know, I think this might be uh, a polarizing opinion, but I personally follow a lot of what stuff Gary Vee does and a lot of the content that he shares because I resonate with a lot with his story. And so for me, I try to make sure I listen to a lot of his podcasts and his content uh, for me to just learn. That's absolutely wonderful. And if there is one item, one key takeaway that you would like our listeners to have, what would that be? If there's one takeaway that I would love the listeners to take, to take from my story, mm-hmm. is that if an average kid who immigrated here at two years old can figure out a way to really jumpstart his career with starting from absolutely nothing, so can everybody else. And what I hope that the story of Juan Solting really continues to perpetuate is this idea that doesn't matter what background you come from, doesn't matter what struggles that you've had in the past, every day and every year is a clean start for you to jumpstart your career no matter what age you are. It's just a matter of how much time and effort that you put into it. Love it. Listeners, Jerry Lee, thank you so much. I absolutely enjoyed this deep conversation. I believe, you know, to you, my listeners, you have lots of golden nuggets, which uh, Jerry provided for us. And Jerry, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for inviting me and sharing the opportunity to speak to your viewers. Um, I'm looking forward to staying in touch. All right. Me too. Listeners, I'm preparing this fantastic community for you, a community where we can gather collide, share our ideas, and support each other. I have a lot of plans for you. You are simply going to enjoy the Live with Irenia community. It's coming soon. I will be sharing more in future episodes. Hang on to your seats because we are going to have so much fun. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I would love to incorporate you into my show. If you're facing a challenge, if you want to give a shout out, please email me info livewithirenia at gmail.com. All one word, info livewithirenia and gmail.com. If it fits with the program, I will definitely incorporate it. If you're sending a shout out, Oh, I would certainly love that. If you found value in the show, please share it with a friend. It's important that we share this knowledge and spread it all across the world. After all, we are in this life journey together. Please do subscribe to this podcast so that you can know when a new episode drops. 
please head on over to iTunes, give us a review, let me know how great you think the show is, and give me some feedback on an episode that has changed the trajectory of your life or has impacted you in some small way. If you want to connect with me on social, head on over to Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at Live with Irenia. This podcast was produced by me in my home studio, including all brand elements. Listeners, until our next episode, walk into your day with positive vibes. My hope for you is that you find your vibe wherever you may be in your life journey. I'm your host, Irene Roussel.